Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is episode 282. And we have got two awesome guests here on this week's show. Not only that, but I am alongside in a virtual way. Uh, my awesome co-host, Amanda Powell. How are you, Amanda? Doing well. How are you, Ralph? Pretty good. Pretty good. Surviving a crazy 2020. Look forward to 2021. We're so close. We're oh so close God. now. Yeah. <laughs> can taste it. We I can know. taste the new year. <laughs> I know. I can taste the honey ham. Yeah. But no, we are at year end here. We're teeing some stuff up here for what we think is going to be a kick-ass 2021. We know yeah. it's going to be amazing yes. because you know what by comparison it can't be much worse than 2020 <laughs> that's how you know it's gonna be so good absolutely so good by comparison it's like hey the things that happen to you and then all of a sudden you're dealing with all this adversity it makes you realize and you're so grateful and so happy for when things are going really well and really smooth. So that's how we're looking at this year into the next. <laughs> and in that vein, we're actually going to be talking to some dudes from Digital Marketer and the Scalable Co's today. I think I got that right. About what you as a either service-based or information-based business can do to increase your conversion through sales and marketing. And we're going to be talking with two guys here that really know their stuff on the DM side of the equation. And don't look at this as just a digital marketer thing. This is your business. And whether or not you have a service-based business, a digital business, or whether you have a bricks and mortar or an e-commerce business, there's always a way in which you can increase conversions. It's not all about the traffic, guys. That's why the event is called Traffic and Conversion Summit, right, Amanda? So <laughs> That's right. There's two parts to it. There's two parts <laughs> Imagine to it. Imagine that. Imagine that. So yeah, we like to talk about the sexy traffic side for sure, <laughs> but we're going to be talking the conversion side and how you actually close yeah. high ticket sales for real businesses like Scalable and Digital Marketer. And Amanda, maybe you can introduce our two guests here today. Yeah, I'm so excited. I maybe possibly conned them into being on the show this morning, but we are very excited to have them on. It is hard to get some of their time, so we're excited to have them as guests because they are always in the depths of digital marketer and scalable simultaneously. We have Matt Swan, who is our head of marketing at The Scalable Company, as well as Digital Marketer, and Michael Ashcraft, who is head of sales and success at Scalable and at Digital Marketer. And we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff that we've been working on over the past few quarters. I have learned so much over the last two quarters in particular from these two. They have honestly so much to offer and have been at some really big companies and have implemented some of the most incredible strategies at both Scalable and Digital Marketer. So welcome both Matt and Michael. I'm excited to dive into things today and chat all things uh, digital marketer products. This is my jam, y'all. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank, thanks, Ralph. Thanks, Amanda, for uh, having me today. I look forward to it and excited to break this down a little bit. I think it'll be fun uh, going through it. And we were only maybe slightly tricked, Amanda. So I think, you know, only, only kind of. So we're, we got our caffeine and we're rocking here today. So guys, why don't you give us an overview of the, the real, the, the two products that you guys sell the most through DM. And this is not necessarily a product pitch per se. This is about how you as a business can sell the same types of products. Whatever your business is, chances are you probably have some kind of high ticket or recurring revenue type of opportunity, whether you're an e-commerce business, an info business, or a service-based business. Uh, Tier 11 is certainly in this business as well. So we're certainly going to be listening to what these guys have to say here. Mm -hmm. But the two products that you guys 
uh, market most heavily. And there's obviously, there's a lot of other additional products, one of which I just realized I've been paying for the last two or three years <laughs> and didn't even realize it. Surprise! Yeah, how about that? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about some of the products that you guys sell and give us an overview of strategy, how you bring customers into the fold and how you keep them as lifelong, very happy and satisfied customers. Yeah, so that should take only about like two minutes, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice and quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so we've got two products that we're currently focused on selling. So the first one we can chat about today is our elite coaching program. It's a group coaching program. We're really helping business owners, marketing professionals, and people really looking to grow their business and looking for the support and tools they need to do that. So we've got our Elite 90 and our Elite 365 programs where we're looking at things on really a quarterly basis. And we're helping them throughout that quarter set their game plan, help them focus on where they should be heading in that quarter and make sure that the, the, the big key projects they're focusing on are really the ones that are going to move the needle. We've got the, the frameworks there. We've got the reporting there. We've got our scoring system on, on where to start that we walk them through and really help them identify like where are those key projects that they need to be focusing on right now that's going to give them the biggest boost to really grow their business and knowing where to go. There's a ton of information out there about sales and marketing and traffic and conversions and all that kind of stuff. There's almost too much information to know where to start. And I think that's where the elite coaching program really helps people when it comes to growing their business because it gives them that kind of filter layer to figure out where to go next. And that's where elite steps in to, to make sure you're not just there spinning your wheels and you're actually doing you're actually doing the work that's going to have the biggest impact. I, I want to make sure that anyone who's listening, this is not, we're not just talking about these programs to pitch them. Like if you decide at the end of this podcast, yeah, that sounds like that's something for me. That's great. We're just using this as a proxy, as an example, because we know that there's a lot of coaches that listen to this show or agencies or freelancers that sell coaching services. And I think what Matt and Michael are going to be talking about today here, guys, is like how they do it. And if you're listening and you want to enlist those services, we'll give you the opportunity to do that at the end of the show. But like this stuff is changing so quickly right now. I mean, we have a lot of coaching customers at Tier 11 and how you did this a year ago, six months ago, let alone three years ago, is very different than how you do it now. And I think you guys are right there in the trenches. And oh, by the way, you're backed up by probably one of the best marketers ever to walk the planet, which is Ryan Dice, which doesn't hurt. So like the insights, I think that you guys are going to be able to divulge to the audience here are, are really helpful. So Michael, tell us about the, uh, the certified partner program. It's really about the kind of agency and consultant or that marketing and sales exec that really wants to break free. But ultimately, the partner program is that cornerstone. And a lot of our certified partners become coaches for the elite program, right? And the way they make that transition is by using our tools and systems that we created at Digital Marketer. So I think you just hit the nail on the head there, Ralph, with Ryan, right? We're lucky Mr. Ryan <laughs> Dice is, is there and we get to work with him on a daily basis. But what the partner program is doing is actually allowing you to use and license the tools, the systems, the frameworks that we actually use the digital marketer. We've given to our partners they've used. We've come back and taken those frameworks and that process and built it into a program that's really designed to give you all you need to get things done in terms of that consulting process and adding that in. You know, it goes in from creating value and advanced content to mm -hmm. teaching you how to actually conduct what we call the DYS, the double your sales discovery session, and then break down into actual consulting and helping decide, hey, great, like, how do we want to work this? Because I think if you've been around the digital marketer community long enough, you've heard this analogy, but a lot of times what people are doing are proposing marriage on the first date, right? <laughs> so we're actually giving our tools and our framework and the customer value journey to our partners and to these agencies, and then giving them an account manager and monthly training days with partners in terms of sharing best practices, execution, and really what's working because everything's changing so fast. And especially today with how everything's accelerated online, people are more educated than ever going through the buying process. How do you get their attention, keep it, and then ultimately convert them? So that's what that program is really designed to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for both programs, maybe we can go through how it works. Like we talk a lot about converting cold traffic, getting cold traffic 
into your sales funnel, but it's not, this is not a low ticket offering by any stretch. So it does need some massaging, some pre-engagement. So maybe we can talk about like how it actually works. Maybe pick an example specifically, maybe the certified partner funnel itself, because these are not uh, like, let's just visit the DM site and then sign up. It's going to take <laughs> multiple touches. And I know there's a lot of listeners of this show that have the same type of process, whether it's coaching, whether it's a high uh, value service. So maybe you guys can take us through like how it starts, what the process is, all the different sort of touch points along the way, ultimately to conversion. So yeah, with the certified partner program and, and like much of, of what we do at Digital Marketer, it's going to start with a content first strategy. That's the most important thing for us. So, so what we're really focusing on with our content team is really agency specific, agency related pillar content that we can actually go out and drive traffic to as a way for people to be aware of who Digital Marketer is and what we do with and what we do for agencies. Yeah, I mean, 100%. And I think that's what's really cool about the certified partner in particular, as we've started to massage it and really hone in on the very specific strategy in order to get people in the funnel and get them across the line is that it, it trans it's going to transition from my team over to Matt's team over to Ashcraft's team and then back around. In terms of our pillar content, we are actually taking our pillar content from our certified partner training days now. So when we have certified partners come in, when we have top tier agency speakers who are presenting at these training days, we are breaking down their strategies, breaking down how they're using our frameworks through the certified partner program and really just breaking it down in terms of exactly how you can start implementing. And those start to become our big pillar posts because it's more about how agencies can start to use these strategies for themselves and implement them for their own businesses and how it doesn't have to be a specific type of business that it works for all different types of businesses, products, and services. So what we've really found to be the most helpful to our customers and just to be the easiest to implement is using the strategies that our certified partners are already working on and implementing them into a blog post. Rather, that's through a case study so people can see step-by-steps in terms of success metrics and how they're tracking success or if it's through, like I said, a step-by-step -step process in terms of just a blog post on how how they're implementing a specific framework through the certified partner program. And then basically it goes back to our marketing team. We are working extremely closely with both sales and marketing. So before we're even writing our content for the certified partner program, we're getting it approved by marketing and sales because the whole point of the content is to make sure that it's going to be helpful to our customers. And we found that it's actually bringing in more traffic that way because it's more helpful. So I'm not just writing in terms of SEO. Of course, I'm going to implement that after any pieces of content has been approved. I'm going to go through and make sure that I have the right terminology, that it's optimized correctly. But by having these specific checkpoints in our process of, hey, do you think this is a topic or a title that our customers would be interested in? Would this be helpful to sales if they need an extra deliverable in order to get someone across the line? Is this what's going to be uh, the most helpful before we write it. And if it is, or if it needs tweaking, we can do that before we start writing. And then once it's written, it's able to be marketed appropriately so that it's going to serve as an asset and not just as a piece of content that lives on the blog that no one ever reads, even if it is high search volume, or even if it is optimized correctly this way, the whole process is quite honestly, just more helpful to our customers in general and easier Honestly, it, it makes it easier to sell the program because they're seeing real life implementation from our customers. I think most of us at some point of it have been guilty of going in and asking ourselves, why are we doing XYZ activity? And the answer is, well, because that's what we're supposed to do or that's yes. what we have to do or <laughs> that's what that's what that's fulfilling for XYZ program. And I think questioning that logic and digging deeper has been really great for us. So with the certified partner program, part of that program, they get the certified partner training days. And, and that's where we're bringing in really top-notch experts that are going to speak specific to 
strategies and, and tactics and, and findings that are going to help their agencies grow. And so we take that deliverable, that piece of that program, and really pull out of that some key pieces of content, some key strategies we can put into our lead magnets. We do so much more with that. We, you know, we have this great production that is Partner Training Day, and we take it and develop it into so much more than that. And I think that's an important que- you know, question to ask yourself is like, what, what am I doing today? What am I doing now? That's something that maybe it's just checking a box or maybe it's just fulfilling one deliverable that I need to fulfill that we could be doing so much more with. Yep. And that's really valuable that we could be sharing with our customers or even our prospects at a different point in their journey with us and really asking that question. And I think you'll find there's a value there that can be shared really across the entire funnel that can really further that customer journey and provide insane value for your prospects and customers. Through our certified partner training day, we're also grabbing testimonials, grabbing case studies. We are making sure that we have productized each of the sessions so that they can live within our platform so that they're not just these training days that we put on. They are pieces of both product and content that we can then utilize moving forward because the strategies are, well, extremely helpful. And if we just do a training day for no purpose other than one day a month isn't necessarily as helpful as breaking down that content and then having somewhere between eight and, you know, 15 different deliverables from that one day of content that our partners can then go back and utilize at a later date. So that way, it's not just a pillar post that we're creating. It's also these different kinds of case studies, different kinds of testimonials that people can see how the program's working for them. It's podcasts, it's social content, it's a variety of different kinds of product and content that our partners and prospects can utilize moving forward. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So Matt, as the head of marketing, with this type of avatar, this type of potential customer, it's probably hard to say if you can narrow it down to just one, but I think that's what people struggle with a lot. And we certainly see that with any business that we review prior to potentially working with them is that they can't quite figure out what their messaging is. Like what is Mm -hmm. that thing that's going to hook people in? Now with you guys, you do a comprehensive marketing. Like there's all kinds of content that you create, but like for this particular avatar, for this certified partner program, for example, agencies, like what are they looking for? Like what kind of content tends to engage them 
the most so that you then yeah. have the opportunity to take them through the sales funnel and then ultimately go on to Michael's team where then they then convert, which we'll get to in just a second. But like, how do you guys formulate that messaging? What process do you go through? And then out the other end, what are the themes that you end up coming up with just to give some of our, our listeners an idea of how they can formulate their own messaging for their own products? Yeah, absolutely. So, so what we did is we went through and actually created, you know, these customer avatars of who are these people that this program is right for. In our case, that comes down to three, a marketing agency owner, someone that's a marketing or growth consultant, and someone who is a, a marketing professional looking to break free from their nine to five and, and start their own business as a consultant or agency. And the interesting thing about that is two of them fall into one bucket in terms of messaging and one falls into a different one. So when you're looking at the agency side of things, the certified partner positioning uh, and the messaging there is really providing them with framework and tools and giving them that groundwork, those processes that are so important when you're growing an agency. But when you're in the beginning, you're just looking to sell, sell, sell. You got to pay the bills. You got to get the money and you got to sell. Sometimes those processes can take a lot of time. And we cut out a lot of that time with the certified partner program. So when we're, we're speaking to, to that audience, that's where we're going to really hit on. And speaking of testimonials, we've got some fantastic testimonials from partners who just came in and installed those exact you know processes and framework into their business they were already selling. They already had clients, but now they had a clear framework. They had uh, clear systems and processes on how they actually served their clients. And because of that, within, I think it was a, a year or two years of becoming a, a partner, uh, a, a large marketing firm came in and bought their business. And what most attracted them to that business was having those, those processes in place. They knew how to sell. They knew how to get the clients. They knew how to keep their pipeline full. But what really made them a, a fantastic agency was having those tools and processes. So that kind of covers, you know, on the agency side. Now we're looking on kind of the, the growth consultant, marketing consultant, or, or marketing professional. That kind of hook we're looking at is like, you know, looking at that person who, who like what do they want more than anything they they want to make money for the work they enjoy doing so it's sim it's as simple as become a highly paid marketing strategist that's what they're looking to do and we're going to give you not only are we going to give you all those frameworks and tools that help support the agencies we're actually going to teach you how to sell your services. So we look at it uh, across the board and, and have every piece of the puzzle for them where we're actually going to teach them how to sell their value and turn that value in, into paying clients. So much so we even provide them with actual pitch decks that they can take and actually go pitch their clients, but they, don't, they just have to fill in the blank and it's a pitch deck ready to go for them to go and, and convert more clients. So what we've got in this program is we can get it both ways in terms of the, of the messaging and the positioning. And that's then where that feedback loop between sales, marketing, and, and content becomes so valuable. And when, when Amanda's kind of talking about the approval process and, and how we work together is making sure that what we're doing is serving one of those two key messages that is going to serve the best leads into our pipeline for our sales team. So once they're engaged, I mean, you're sort of going after the money angle, it sounds like, you know, how to become a highly paid consultant, marketing strategist, whatever you have. Once they come in, like, what's the process? Tell, tell us about like this funnel, yeah. how it all works. It's not a one call close. It's not like just get on a <laughs> webinar and then just sign up. This is a bigger commitment because there's a lot of value that's being offered here. Tell us about after you've got them engaged, then what do you do? So from there, we're taking that engaged audience and we're targeting them with relevant lead magnets. So that same strategy that we talk about a lot with digital marketers is driving them to those continuing that value in first content. And that's where really driving that subscription, that opt-in there is on those lead magnets and making those very relevant to the pillar posts that, that we brought them in on. Now, when they go in and they claim that and they opt in to receive that lead magnet, they're immediately getting invited literally on the thank you page. There's a, a video on our thank you page from one of our account managers inviting them to this webinar. And we send them straight to our four-step agency growth funnel webinar. And the hook on that webinar is we're going to give you a proven uh, client attraction funnel that's going to get you more clients who are easier to manage, paying you more money to do the work you actually enjoy doing. So we're driving them to that webinar. That's a that's an ever, evergreen webinar we've done with Ryan. It's loaded with value. It's 45 plus minutes of just really high value content, teaching them our four-step process, really giving them tools that 
even if they don't decide to take the next step, they really can utilize to help grow their agency. Now, from there on the webinar, they're asked, they're asked to apply. That's a key next step is that's where that handoff from marketing to, to sales happens is there on that application stage. So once someone has gone through all those steps, they've engaged with the content, they've, they've subscribed to the lead magnet, they've attended the webinar, then they're going to be asked to apply to when they take that application step. That's when then we're going to hand that over to the sales team as a lead for them to start working. So content first, right? Hitting them right between mm -hmm. the eyes for something that they really want. Then you retarget them for a lead magnet. And then step three is on the thank you page of the lead magnet. It's an offer for the webinar or the you know video recording, right? And then at a certain point during that training, then there is a button that pops up and says, book a call with our team to learn more. Like where is what happens right there? Yeah, the call to action on that in that webinar is them to just go. I mean, it's a simple call to action. It's go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash apply. And, and that's going to take them take them to the application for the certified partner program. And also just kind of some of the, the nuance there. After they are uh, a webinar attendee, we do have a full seven email automation behind that. That's providing more value, talking more about the program, providing testimonials. Uh, and social proof across that, that's also then driving them to apply. So it's not just you watched the webinar, you didn't apply, move on next. We are really following up with them and continue to provide value through that automation to get them to take that next step of application. But really that is that it's a simple call to action. On the webinar itself, Ryan's breaking down the entire program, what they get so far as to even tell them what the price of the program is in there. So they know going right into to the application exactly what what they're getting into, what they're looking you know, for in the program. So that when they take that application step, we know we're providing the sales team with just really high quality, really intent driven leads that they can follow up with. So Michael really doesn't need to do much of anything here. He just needs to <laughs> show up. I was going to say that was, that was you, you stole my opening, Ralph. I, I say, so. Sorry, that's what I do. Yeah, you know, if you want to know the rest of the process, all we do is ask them to sign up. Done and dusted. That's Matt it. That makes it sound so easy. It's like once I create this magical. Being a salesperson is so yeah. easy. <laughs> to create this magical marketing campaign, sales just shows up and signs in the line that is dotted. Doesn't quite work that way in real life. But anyway, I love to give the sales guy a hard time anyway. That's really my, that's my bag anyway. So at the webinar, I'm calling it a webinar, but it's a recording, tra it's a training. It's the yep. button goes to the application. Do not go to the book to schedule a call, right? Like you need Correct. to apply first. Correct. And really interesting. You mentioned a couple of different things there. And I know I keep interrupting Micah. He really wants to talk here. But we'll get to him in just a second is Ryan actually in the training talks about the price. Mm -hmm. That's counterintuitive guys. If any one of you out there who are listening to the show is selling any sort of high ticket, that is not something that is typical. And I think it's great because by the time they actually do apply, they know what they're getting into. And obviously there's a pre-sale that goes on during the training itself, but that's an interesting thing, which if you're selling high ticket, I'm not saying high ticket coaching, but a high ticket service, being upfront about pricing is, is a good thing to do. I mean, it's going to depend on your market, obviously, but yeah. in your guys' case, I'm sure that's something that you've probably tested and it's working well because your applications that you get are better, high quality, higher chance of close, all that, correct? Absolutely. And having that pricing piece really allows us to drive those highly qualified leads to the sales force so that they're really getting that extra level of attention from our sales floor. We're not just dumping all these unqualified leads constantly to the sales floor where they're trying to lead score and, and qualify all these people and all that kind of stuff so that we know these people coming in, those are really you know, great leads to follow up, but they get that extra level of attention that it takes to get some really high level above industry average close rates. So, so that's where that kind of, when you're testing that is, what's that volume? I mean, if you've got a high volume sales floor and your feed leads to 30, 40 people, and that's just, that's your flow, that's, that totally works too. And I, I've seen that work extremely well. But for this specific program, what we found to work best is getting those really, giving those leads 
all that information up front before they apply. So they're coming through ready to go for the program. And it gives our our sales team really the ability to go that next level, go deeper, spend more time with those prospects if needed to make sure that they're going to be successful in the program as much as possible. Because again, then when you look at it just even further down the funnel, the better experience they have early on, the more geared they are for success early on, then that much more likely they're going to be in a year to renew the program. So really having that level of support early on, it just speaks to the to the quality of the program and what they're going to get through it and really setting it up so we're able to continue to keep those partners year over year working with us and, and using our tools. Absolutely. And the form that they have to fill out afterwards, I know you're probably testing this. I would imagine I can see a a potential test going on here, which is great, but it's like, there's 10 fields potentially Mm -hmm. to fill out. Like this is not like a name, email address, like how big is your business? What's the name of your business? What's your URL? Like there's a lot of fields here. So which as a marketer, you would think, all right, well, that means your conversion is going to be less. Well, looking at the opposite side, your conversion is going to be less for sure, but it's going to be more highly qualified. And I'm sure you guys, because we've tested this as a service-based business too, we do the opt-in to the presentation to the schedule, then to the application. Whereas the one that really works is the application. And then there's actually no scheduled call at all. It's you can't actually schedule until you actually talk to somebody or email them, which is interesting. But like you guys have figured this out and obviously it's backing out from a conversion standpoint. Once they fill out that application, then what happens? And I'm not going to fill it out just to fill in a dummy form. We will leave URLs here. Obviously, you guys can (laughs) go through this and potentially sign up for the program. Don't do it just for the hell of it, but we'll uh, be as transparent as we can here. So what happens after that? Once I fill out the application, then we give Michael a chance to talk. Is that what <laughs> then happens Then it's here? Michael's time to shine. <laughs> then it's Michael's turn. <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. no. I thought my work was done here. I thought, I thought, that's how sales works, too. Same thing. So I think we're on the same page. Perfect. I think the important thing to distinguish there, like taking a quick step back, is defining that, right? Because I think that's where that handoff is so key from marketing to sales and having it clearly defined. Because that's what's going to, enforce that feedback loop and ultimately who owns what, right? I think where you run into that, and I think Matt's alluded to it, but when marketing just says, here you go, here are the leads and content's just creating content that doesn't align. And then sales is selling something completely different. As you can see from the get-go, everything's in alignment. And what Amanda's creating is a derivative off of what's being sold and supported from the success side and it creates a lovely flywheel, right? Creates that awesome piece. But I think it is important that, that distinction of that marketing qualified lead, that MQL to that SQL. And someone actually filling out that application and saying, hey, I'm interested. I've seen how much this is. I've invested an hour plus of my time. I've used your content. That's what then drives them to that next level. And once they apply, we'll get them into a book a meeting campaign. And as Matt was saying, our lead quality and by us having this complete feedback loop, as that application process goes through, they apply, they go into a book a meeting campaign, about 70% and from the sales side looking inbound leads, about 70% of those leads are actually booking meetings with our sales folks, right? So they're coming through this, they're engaged, they're using the content. And the funnel, you have some people that will come really quickly through the funnel, right? They'll hit each step, they'll get there, hey, they do as a one call close. They knew what they wanted. They've interacted for a long time. And you get other folks who've just been around digital marketer a lot. They've interacted with the content. They know that they've been around the community. They're looking to take that next step, right? So they'll go there and they'll get into that application phase. And then from there, once they do apply, we're going to get that meeting booked with one of our, our sales folks, right? And what that conversation really is, like we were joking about earlier, well, what questions do you have? But honestly, that, that, that's the thing about it, because a lot of times, as soon as someone fills out an app from that, that speed to lead time, right, that's really important when you're having an actual phone sale, right, or a Zoom meeting or whatever that is, that speed to lead, that interaction and catching them, as you know, is going to be super important because they're highly engaged there. So once they do apply, obviously, our reps are going to reach out to them uh, pretty quickly there, usually within 10 minutes or less. Um, if we can't get them there, we will utilize texting. We'll connect with them those ways. But ultimately, the goal is 
the fact that they've been so active and they've applied, they've gone through this, we're just as excited to talk to them as they are to us, right? So once we get there, really the qualification is, well, what else do we need here? Because a lot of the times it's, how does this work? And what is the technical piece of it? How do I implement this, right? And those are where the big questions come in. And that's what people really want to see. Now, Ryan does a great job of breaking it down there. But obviously, I think, as you said, Ralph, uh, $10,000 is is no small item, right? It's not something people are necessarily just ready to go and do that. So it does take that. But the marketing process itself takes care of a lot of that for the sales team. So then what we're doing there is really that discovery, like we teach and, and we use in the, the program, the customer value journey. Essentially, that discovery call is almost like a mini customer value journey. How are you driving awareness? How are you engaging, subscribing, converting leads? And what does that look like for your business now? And where do you want it to be? Right? So it's pretty powerful when you have that aha moment of like, oh, wait, I'm on the phone with you. Yeah, what we're going to teach you how to do is that exact same process. So that's that's where I think that aha moment comes from on that sell side, right? That's that sticking point of, oh, yeah, well, I am talking to you. So obviously, there's going to be different challenges that you're going to face, right? The biggest thing with, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, everyone wants leads, right? Everyone leads. I want, sure. as a business, I want those. Everybody mm-hmm. wants them. We've gone both without it, right? We've had hundreds and hundreds of apps and leads, and we've gotten the let's stockpile and grab everything we can. What we're finding is this targeted approach, this flywheel, and this feedback model is just really driving it forward for us. And that's the nice thing, right? So, as far as that goes, once we have that conversation, qualify through, they're hopefully going to sign up, be a partner with us. It will then go to our partner fulfillment engine, which then as Amanda alluded to, a lot of the products are going to be derivative works of those trainings. And the reason we take this model is everything changes so quickly. Like I've worked at some hyper growth companies and I've done that in the past. And I will say, especially in digital marketing, things are changing so rapidly that without this model, we wouldn't be putting out relevant content. So that's what's keeping people engaged because they're like, well, I want more leads. Well, I need to I know I need to know how to do this content marketing way. I know how to create this and actually get value out of it. Because I think what happens a lot of times is people will create that and they won't get value out of that content or that effort that they're putting in. So that's where it gets to from us. And that's how we get it through to the the close cycle, essentially. Got it. And did you guys like that zero moment of truth there after they fill out the application, they have to commit to it. They put in their phone number, their email. Have you guys tested, like how much have you tested from that moment forward? Cause then it goes to a book, a strategy call for 20 minutes. I forget exactly what you guys say there, but have you tested that and figured out what converted the best all along that sort of after the content side of the equation, just to give our, our folks an understanding that the way that you guys are running it right now, well, obviously we'll leave the URLs and domains and everything in the show notes, but testing is a part of this. It's not just like, oh, I'll just take what digital marketer is doing and I'll do that the same way. And then boom, all of a sudden I'll have a big business too. It's not necessarily that easy. You know, nobody can quite do a webinar like Ryan Dice. So, you know, no matter how hard you try, that might actually help with the conversion event. But the point is, is like, how can people look at what you guys are doing and, and then apply it to their business, but also how many iterations and what other things did you test to ultimately get uh, this thing to start converting? Where we're at now in terms of, of the webinar that we're running or, or video training, whatever you know you want to refer to it as, before that, we were running a, a very um, program-specific info session. We ran that for a long time, where it was just info session, very specific to the program, really more of a bottom-of-the-funnel type of situation. And that, and that did fine, but it just didn't quite compare to having this webinar that really sets out what the program is, sets out the opportunity, gives them everything they're going to get as part of the program, and it goes as far as telling them the price and, and you know asking them to apply. So on, on top of that, I mean, we've tested having the application earlier on the process where they didn't actually have to watch anything to apply. 
We've tested our follow-ups. We've tested what that automation looks like and, and what that cu- customer journey is, is going to be for them to get them to that apply state. We've had a shorter application. We've had a longer application. We've had very simple, very complex, and, and I think we've landed somewhere in the middle now. So there's a lot of iterations throughout this funnel that you can use that can be unique to your business. At the end of the day, the overarching strategy is a content-first model that's going to bring them into your ecosystem, give them a ton of value, really set the value of the program that you're selling, the high ticket offer that you're selling and taking them in this case into that sales floor. So there's a, a lot of iterations we've tested and that you can test to get them to that, that process. But I, I think at the end of the day, what's most important about this funnel versus what I, I see from a lot of the, the coaching out there, especially ads that I get hit with and that kind of stuff for coaching, where it's just going straight into like, sign up for me, let's coach, we're going to do all this kind of stuff and buy my $10,000 offer, very direct. We take a different approach with that, with this really value and advanced content and advanced approach. And because of that, we're able to build such a big ecosphere of agency leads that are that are in there without spending a ton of money on ads to build that up because we can get those content views and content clicks so cheap that now we've got an ecosystem, we're putting them on the list, we're sending them newsletters with specific agency content. Like, not only are we getting constant applications and leads from this funnel direct to paid traffic, but because it keeps fueling that ecosystem with that kind of value and value and advanced strategy, we've got leads coming in organically constantly. We've got people that are going through that webinar, people that are applying, people that keep going in and that end up closing. So it may take them three or four months to get to a a point that they're ready to sign up for the program. But then when you track back on the value of that customer, what we spent to acquire that customer, when you look at the return on that, uh, because maybe they got stuck at the the lead magnet stage four months ago. So what we've invested at that point, and then by being able to use our house email list to get them across those stages, it really offsets our, our paid media costs to drive this program and grow this program because there's this constant flywheel that's that spinning of potential agency prospects that we can drive into this program. And it makes it really a, a lucrative program for us to scale. And I think one thing that you alluded to is before Matt came in and when I was running this funnel and thank God Matt came in, we were actually doing it backwards. And I know Michael can speak to this because I had multiple conversations with our sales manager where it was once someone filled out an application, then we started retargeting them with content and then they were going over to sales. And I remember having these conversations in terms of Well, there's lots of leads because as soon as they filled out an (laughs) application, immediately they were getting sent to sales. And then I was like, well, then I'm just targeting them with content after they've already been in the sales funnel. And it was just jumbled. It was all backwards. And I'm sure you can speak, Michael, to the sales cycle there and how that worked out for you. (laughs) It's different now. So we'll leave with that. No, but I think that's where the important piece is. As, and the alignment piece comes into play. Our sales motion and our sales strategy has changed just as much as the marketing funnel has. And it's intently done that because it's got to match what we're doing on the marketing side. Now, obviously, we can get into the depths of what happens on the sales process, the success side, what that looks like. But ultimately, we were always in this area where it was a land grab and there was all these leads. And that's where the confusion and the frustration oftentimes, I think, with sales and marketing can happen is it's like, well, I'm getting you all these leads. We're good here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're good here. And that's where our obviously marketing first sales approach is really helping us to evolve from that because even prospecting and, and this is inbound, right? This is our inbound funnel. But even as you're going outbound, it's taking the same thought process, this same modeling and going after those prospects and those people because right now, I don't know about you guys, uh, text messaging, inbox, every com- I saw a funny meme, every company that's ever decided to email me has week, I don't know, but <laughs> it's really hard to break through the noise, right? And I think the old thought process was, okay, well, personalization's key, but really it's relevance. Why are they there? What's that pain point and what can they do to get over that, right? And we've definitely had to go through that cycle, but it helped because we were able to get a bunch of leads and figure out what worked. 
right? This partner program and this fulfillment engine, this iteration of it, this is probably the third iteration of it, I would say, Amanda, since we've mm -hmm. maybe been working yeah, together. Yeah, I think so. Third yeah. or fourth, I think. Maybe fourth. <laughs> I didn't want to go bold and say five, but it's changed a lot. And mm -hmm. there have been some growing pains through it. But what we realized is literally writing out definitions for each stage of the funnel and having a full share of knowledge from sales to marketing to product when we all know what's going on and we understand how the flywheel works, it's really easy to help speed it up, right? I mean, even when, Ralph, you were saying Ryan is fantastic at webinars and we all know that, but even when he was creating this latest iteration, he brought, I remember sitting in the room before, this is BC before COVID, yeah. but he brought in a couple execs, a couple members of the leadership team, and then some of our like youngest team members to all sit in and watch him do this webinar training. And then we all sat there for 45 minutes, however long this webinar is. And he said, okay, now what questions do you have? And he let some of the youngest members of our team be like, even people who had just been there a few weeks, who've been like, I don't really understand this aspect to really hone in on exactly what we needed to focus on in this training. So it's gone so far as to even Ryan has tweaked the way he was presenting to make sure we were hitting on the right notes before they try to drive them to the sales team. I mean, I think a lot of people who try and sell these types of programs do one version and that's it mm -hmm. <laughs> as well. It's like, it's not necessarily, you're not going to necessarily strike gold every time you do this kind of funnel. Like this is an, this is an older funnel. This is a traditional sort of internet marketing, digital marketing funnel, but it works because, I mean, not just because you have a very high conversion mechanism with Ryan Dice doing the webinar, but the point is, is like the people are pre-framed. There's lots of content that they've consumed prior to getting onto this then section. Now, I'm sure you guys have probably tried to market this directly to cold traffic just to the webinar, and I don't know whether you have or have not, we but have. My, my guess <laughs> is that it probably didn't work quite as well. Is that also correct? Also correct. <laughs> Do you guys have any idea on the front end? Because it's fascinating because the way that we sort of look at this is they really do at minimum, they have to consume sort of three pieces of content, blog post, lead magnet, then this online training. Do you guys have any sense as to how many pieces of content they need to consume to get to each step? Is it one, one, and one, or is it multiple, or is it hard to measure? What's your sense? When we're talking about our cold traffic prospecting campaigns that we're having, it does lean towards that one, one, and one that you're saying there. So some of that peaks up a little bit from there. Really where I see the stage they need a little bit more is that stage between the lead magnet download and the actual webinar registration. And that's where they need that extra nudge, that little bit more value, a little bit more content to move them down that funnel. So that's like a, that's a key stage for us that we focus in on and measure on a week over week basis. Actually, we're meeting weekly and we're aligning on those metrics. We actually build out a, a scorecard and Ryan talks about the growth scorecard all the time that you can see him speaking about and how, how we use that. But we actually have an individualized scorecard or, or tracker that we're looking at mm -hmm. specific to this exact funnel. And those are some of those key metrics we're looking in. So we know right there, like that's a key stage for us that we really need to spend the extra time to make sure that we're doing everything possible to move people along from becoming a subscriber, from downloading that lead magnet to then registering for that webinar. And that's then where we can really hone in and look at, okay, what's happening after that? Yeah, we're going to get a certain amount of people that are going to go to that thank you page and then go um, register for a webinar. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to be nearly as many as actually downloaded the lead magnet. So looking at what are those follow-up series that we're doing? What, what emails of those are performing and what emails of those aren't performing? What are the retargeting ads that once someone takes that action of downloading a lead magnet, what are they getting hit with from us from a retargeting standpoint to drive them back to, to that webinar that we want them to register for to take that next step? So that's really that kind of key stage that we hone in on and spend a lot of time and attention on that's where they need the additional touch points. That's where they need the two or three touch points to move to that next stage. Got it. And that's typically through remarketing or through email or a combination of both or? Combination of both, yeah. So when they come in and take that step, they're sent through an email automation series. That's about seven emails that we're driving them through. That's 
again, back to that value in advance, really providing high value about the program. What does we do and inviting them to the webinar from there? And then they're also hit then with retargeting ads. We're working in testimonials, working in social proof. We're targeting them direct to the webinar itself with some with some really strong hooks that we have from a messaging standpoint. And, and that's where we're really honing in on what is that action they took, those lead magnets they're downloading. It's always going to come back to getting more leads, getting more sales, booking more clients. It's always going to come back to like those three things. So if they've taken that action to download that lead magnet, we know that's what they're looking for. Uh, and that's the messaging we're hitting them back with to go in and register for that webinar. Super interesting. I remember way back, this is years ago in War Room. I remember I asked Richard Lindner, I said, how many lead magnets does somebody have to yeah. sign up for before they buy a tripwire? This is the old lead magnet tripwire core offer thing, mm -hmm. which is still, obviously, we had Brian on just this past week that talked about the let's build a predictable selling system. It still works, obviously. You guys are doing a very similar type of approach here in a lot of ways. But I remember his answer was two to three lead magnets, two to three tripwires before we would actually get a DM Lab subscriber. And I always thought that was interesting. We, we had a, a longtime customer in the mindfulness space where they said it was seven opt-ins before they bought any specific program. Wow. So you guys are talking about like one, one, and one. Like if you can be anywhere close to that as a marketer online, you're doing really well. It's like, this is a harder process, I think, than people think. And a lot of people listen to the show and say, hey, I'm just looking for the easy button. Everybody's doing some level of this funnel. There's a lot of sophistication that's out in the market right now. And you have to really look at your weak points, just like what you guys are saying. It's like lead magnet to get them to push them over the edge to actually watch the webinar. Like we found that was an area where, all right, we need to focus there. Like that's not having to do with your ads or your Michael's closing percentage. It's like how many, like where is it stuck in this process? Because if you create this type of funnel, you're not going to get it right the first time. I guarantee it. And you guys are professionals. You've done this a long time. You know what you're doing. And you still had to iterate many times in order to sort of get it so that the flywheel starts turning. Yeah, I mean, we've been iterating and fine-tuning this program for a couple of years, really, yeah. uh, to get it to this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, that, and that's just the reality of it. But that's why you, you keep moving forward, you keep iterating, you keep testing, keep driving the new. And when you have something you believe in, something you stand by that you're selling, that the person coming in that's taking those actions, something that's going to serve them and something that's going to be valuable for them, it really, it, it's invigorating and exciting when you're looking through and making those iterations that you're testing to make sure that you're putting the right message in front of them because you know at the end of the day they've taken these actions you know what you're presenting to them is going to provide value to them to their business to their life whatever it might be so really being able to hone down in that into that funnel and looking through those individual stages and optimizing each stage of that funnel is exciting and also incredibly important and that's where you talk about testing and, and iterations ralph like in this funnel right now, we currently have three tests live on certain things that we've tested in the last three quarters. We've had three different tests live. So we're still testing it constantly. We're testing different points along that funnel. And specifically, I was talking about, we, we are testing and focusing now on that kind of lead magnet download to, to webinar registration stage and really hone in on there and, and running our iterations and tests there. Yeah, no, it's good to hear because I think there is a certain element of people who are running traffic to an offer and they do one iteration and they try it just once and they're like, ah, this stuff doesn't work. <laughs> Facebook ads don't work. It's like, well, you get it to work and you get a signal, you get a pulse. I remember we had Ryan on the show once and I was like, well, when you have a new offer, you test it to your warm traffic, right? He's like, yeah, we do to see if it has a pulse. To see if our, like you guys did that, you said that in the iterative process, you did test it to your audience, like here's this thing, go buy it kind of thing. And then you go through that. And then after a while you realize, well, the real true test is people who don't know who I am. And that's a real test. And chances are when you roll out your first offer to that cold traffic audience, it's not going to work. It's just that is the reality of the situation. But if you try once and then you give up and say Facebook ads, Google ads, display ads don't work, like you won't last because it is going to be lots of iterations. I mean, 
we have a, a landing page sales page side of tier 11. Like we're on the 19th or 20th iteration of a sales page right now. And I think it was like iteration 17 that finally got us to the cost per acquisition that we were looking for. The point is, is even highly skilled marketers have to test over and over again. And, and don't get frustrated if you do put something out there. And if people buy, great. If they don't buy at your cost per acquisition, you just, that just means you've got to double down and you got some work to do. But it does show that people will actually buy your product. And that's why I think what Ryan said way back when is like, if people actually don't know who you are, buy your product, great. Then you have to figure out the metrics to make it work financially for you. And that's what iterations and all the testing that you guys are talking about here will help you do. Yeah. And Ralph, you've brought up a couple of times and I think it's interesting. It's an interesting point of like, when you're talking about this funnel that we're specifically running, it is, it's a traditional kind of digital marketing sales funnel. It definitely is. And I think sometimes it is It is important also kind of kiss test that keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes I think we can iterate so far and get so far away from what we're truly trying to, that action we're looking for that prospect or customer to take that sometimes it is okay to kind of strip it back to basics and, and really spend your time looking and, and tinkering and optimizing from there. Because those, you know, tra- the traditional foundational strategies, tactics, funnels the fact is they still work. <laughs> yeah, They really do. And I think some sometimes people will look at it and be like, well, that worked forever ago. It, it must not work anymore. I need to do this new fancy XYZ funnel type of strategy that reverses it and this upsell, downsell, loop path, blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes it's, it's okay to just go back to basics because then you can go ahead and iterate from there. And, and I think that's what we've really seen specifically from this program because Amanda talked about earlier where the state of it was before and and the model, the way the sales process was going and all that kind of stuff was almost in reverse. And I think it had gotten there from getting so far away from the foundational funnel strategy that then it was like, okay, let's rip this down to basics and now let's continue to improve. And and the fact of the matter is ripping it down to basics has worked extremely well. And, And that's come from the iterations we've tested along the way as well. So I, I just want to make that point of sometimes just because it's a, a kind of a foundational to traditional strategy or funnel, it doesn't mean by any means it doesn't work anymore. And I, I think the other thing is continually testing, no matter how far along you are in your career, in your business, we are constantly testing. We've had offers throughout all of basically all of this quarantine COVID pandemic time that we were super jazzed about. We thought we hit the nail on the head when we launched it and it didn't. And the fact of the matter is we weren't just like, ah, well, that one's a loser. We're going to throw that one out. Like, eh, it didn't work. Like, no, we know like what we have here in an offer and we know this is a right fit for our audience. We're missing somewhere along the line. So we went back and we tested we tested, we iterated, we changed it over and over again and really fine-tuned like some of those offers I'm talking about that might have early on be what we might consider a, a failure now are actually predictable selling systems for us because we continued to, to dig in and continued to test and learn from what our audience was telling us about what we were doing in the offer we were putting out. I feel like you just led right into exactly what Ryan talks about in terms of a predictable selling system and how many iterations and how some uh, variations will work for some businesses and others will work for other businesses and that it's no like one size fits all. Yeah. And I think this is just food for thought for businesses that are trying to do this same kind of thing, whether they're offline and trying to get online or they're online right now and Mm -hmm. need sort of of a refresh to look at, all right, well, all of a sudden my conversions aren't what they were three to six months ago. What can I do to refresh it? I think a lot of this has to do with many touch points prior. It, it, I mean, that mimics human behavior, especially if you're talking about a five-figure investment. You, you're not going to have one or two touches and then that's it, unless they know who you are and they've been on your list for you know years and years. But you guys have been able to figure out a way to, to take people that don't know who you are to ultimately become lifelong customers. And the, the last part of this is once they actually go to the thank you page on that piece of content from the webinar... Then they book in a call and you guys said 70% of people who click on that button end up booking a call and then they're sent over to Michael's sales team. And 
By the way, even though I was giving you crap about being the sales guy before, whenever anybody asks me what my job is, I say I'm in sales. So just exactly. FYI. That's right. So you're one job. of my it's everybody's job. You're one of my brothers. <laughs> That's right. Forget these marketing guys like Swan, Powell. So they start being a sales guy in digital marketer. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But yeah, that's where the money is made, though, right there. So they get over to your guys' team. What's your close ratio on those 70%? It's fairly high, I would guess. But still, obviously, there's strategies and techniques that you use to finally get them to part with their credit card digits. Like, Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So as we've tested, as you can imagine, that throttles the number of applications. So when we're having that flood uh, floodgate of leads, which is awesome, no one's ever going to complain about leads and sales. So Amanda, thank you. But <laughs> when we had that many leads coming through us, and we're working that pipeline, uh, obviously, our close rates are going to be a, a little bit lower. When we've tightened it up, it's been higher. And we've had close rates over 40%, which is crazy. What we're shooting for in this funnel is industry average 25%. Like that's the high end of it, obviously. But like best performing 25%. That's what we're looking for in this funnel currently. And that's what we've got it down to. And, and as Matt said earlier, we track it from every stage. So every week, we're looking at literally how many people have gone to our blog. That, so how many people have gone to that content? How many lead magnets do we have? How many webinar registrants do we have? How many applications do we have? Where did they come from? How much did they engage? So the step-by-step -step tactical pieces, it seems really simple once you lay it out. But the most important part is actually monitoring each of those levels and each of those KPIs that you're looking at. Because for us, we can throttle up and down depending on, well, what, what is the messaging in the funnel right now? Is the sales conversation, hey, let's move to a one call close? Now, higher ticket item, yes, but is there a way to speed up that sales process, right? Because basically, once they go through Ryan's webinar or they go through whatever webinar we're sending them through at that time, that's the presentation and that's the value in advance. The goal from each of that and, and what Matt really alluded to, when they're getting on a sales call, they're not really getting on a sales call. Like they're, we're asking them what happened in the process, where they're stuck or what questions they have. And then we're going through and almost doing like a mini consulting session with them on their customer value journey a lot of times. Like those people that aren't ready, right? Well, what are you doing right now to get traffic? What could you be doing? Okay, once you get it, what are you going to do there? Or what are those levers in your business, right? And typically, you're going to start and figure out what is their core offer and then work backwards and find out, okay, where can we help and where does this fit in? And then from that point, really getting them just transferred into the program at that point, if it's a fit, right? We want to make sure as much as anything that they're getting value out of it. So each step of the way, they're getting a tool and a piece of that process. So by the time they come to us, they're talking about some of the most relevant partner training content. I think Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, but like they're getting the previous month's partner training days product tied in like the next month. So they're getting the freshest strategies, the freshest trainings from our partner training days that are our actual partners delivering the strategies and the tactics, just like we're talking about now, right? Here's each step of the process. Here's where we do that in the funnel. And here's what that looks like. So from there, it's really diving in and, and understanding their business and making sure that it's going to align with our framework. And then really getting that driven home. And once they do sign up where they're on board and it, it is a fit, that's where they're going to get their partners manager, their account manager for the program, who is going to be able to do an onboarding call with them. They're going to kick off call and they're going to put into this. And the fastest thing, our first huge milestone is to get them to get a client, right? We want you to go pitch this. Let's go pitch this. Let's go pitch this. Let's go pitch this. And we give them, like I say, the nine, nine, seven, or I think it's seven turnkey and edit presentations that they can go through and start delivering. So there's no excuses. It's just execution once they get there. Yeah, makes sense. It's lots of value all along the way, really. And I yeah. think people are so reluctant oftentimes. We even have internal conversations in our team about this. Well, we can't give away our best stuff. Well, actually, you should give away just about all your best stuff because people will always say, well, wow, if I get all that value for free or on a call with an agency specialist, just imagine how much more value I'm going to get when I join the program. Exactly. Exactly. It's counterintuitive, though. I think people just in general, whatever high value service or high ticket service that you're offering, 
don't be afraid to to give away as much as you possibly can. I mean, within reason, there's always going to be exceptions to it, but it sounds like that's a key with the conversion element all the way through the process. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes it easier staying on that sales front for a second. It does make it easier for us, but I don't want to undermine the fact that there is still a process. It's not like they just come in and they're done, but being able to use that, that collateral that we've created along the way and that entire journey, as you said, if you can get one one to one and then that application, well, the nice thing is our sales team is now empowered to use all that other great content we've created that other people may have come through in the funnel that we can then utilize that to provide even more value. Because ultimate goal is for them to sign up, yes, and to join us and be partners. But even if they don't, our takeaway for that entire experience is one that we want them to take the tools and part of the frameworks that they can be to be successful from the start, whether they join the program or not. So that I think that's the one difference where we can get on these calls and say, hey, what are you doing? What does this look like? Awesome. Even if it's not a fit, you should be doing these things take this away and go execute if this is the space you want to play in. Yeah. Makes a whole lot of sense. So for all you marketing people out there, <laughs> nothing ever happens in business until someone sells something. So it's the sales guys <laughs> still rule the day. No, I'm just kidding. The good combination of the two, that's the key. It yeah, really absolutely. is. I mean, you got to work hand in hand and you guys have been able to do that extremely well here. And it, this has been tremendous and you guys have been super transparent with this whole process here, which I think the listeners, even though we're a, a long show here, there's a lot of value. And chances are, if throw something out there that doesn't work the first time, that's okay. You do have to do lots of iterations, but also keep in mind that you do have to provide a fair amount of value in advance, especially if they don't know who you are. And I think that's a constant theme through this show. And we'll continue to uh, reinforce that. And it goes obviously back to the content side from Amanda all the way through with Matt strategies all the way through to Michael and how his sales team operates. So it's been tremendous having you guys on uh, Perpetual Traffic here and, and really appreciate you opening up the kimono to a really high value funnel here. We're kind of, <laughs> yeah, we're really giving it to, to, to folks here. And I do appreciate you guys being so transparent with everything you talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. Well, that is uh, this week's episode. So for all the information and all the resources that we mentioned here on the show, and I think there's a fair amount of resources, make sure to head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 282. And Amanda Powell, thank you this week. And Matt and Michael, once again, appreciate you guys coming on. Until next week, we'll see you listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.